What's up, y'all? And welcome to another beautiful Wheel Wednesday Behind the Wheel podcast. I am Luis from Koenig Wheels, and this is my esteemed colleague. Rich from Koenig Wheels. Damn, I was still doing the intro, bro. I was going to tell you, you're the one of the illest dudes I know. There we go. There you go. Anyways, how are you doing, everyone? Thank you for joining us here uh, for another Wheel Wednesday podcast where we talk about everything uh, from car stuff to car culture to what we're doing in our lives and everything in between, as well as these cool-ass wheels that we have in the back here. Which is, what wheel is this, by the way? This wheel's fire, bro. the Diverge. Nice, nice. Well, uh, before we start this uh, podcast, I just wanted to ask you, bro, how you doing? Doing well, man. What about yourself? Good, good, good. I actually just came back from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who know, I actually do, uh, aside from doing this car stuff and working here at Cool Ass Koenig, I also am a B-boy. And I was actually out in Las Vegas where I got to do a breaking competition. And it was really fun, man. So I had a good time. The one thing that I don't, well, and I mentioned this to you when we were having a conversation, uh, Vegas Although I love the city and the people that are in it, it's one of those places that I can only go for, to go to for a short amount of time because eventually you start to feel the um, the desperation in the air. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, SEMA was my first time going to Vegas. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more fun. Yeah, like like SEMA was cool, but. You know, I thought the town would be a little crazier, exotic, or whatever they make it out to, to seem. And it was kind of just like a kind of just like a giant casino in the middle of the desert. Bro, it's so weird you know? that you see. Yeah, exactly that. It's yeah. just one of those places where you, I think after a day, you're kind of just like, eh, what are we doing here? Right. You know what I mean? It's like a giant playground. You, you know what I noticed about Vegas while I was there is that they make all the buildings really nice yeah. inside. Yeah. But on the outside, everything kind of just looks like glum. Well, and, and not only that, it was the one place that you can see Paris. You can see New York. <laughs> you can see all these places. Right, right. It's, it's the weirdest town ever. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. I had a great time. I love the people there. But you could just tell it's just an attraction thing for people to go to and exist there for a day and then go back home to wherever they live. So I had a great time. But uh, besides that, how was your weekend, man? Good, bro. Normal Good. stuff. Exactly. Normal you know, stuff? Yeah. I need that in my life, man. Rest and relax, that type of thing. Well, for those of, those of you that are here that are new, make sure to subscribe and like our YouTube. Uh, because, uh, yeah, you know, you're here already. Might as well. As well as this Friday, we're dropping another piece of content. We're doing sponsorship 401, I believe. We're actually up to there. The reason why we do these pieces of content is because we want you guys to be prepped up when it comes to sponsorship. A lot of you guys ask these type of questions to us when it comes to uh, our Instagram and our social media. You're always asking us, what do do I got to do to get sponsored? Well, we make these videos specifically for you to follow the format of what we think is the right way to get sponsored. And this could exist not only in the car world. You could use this when it comes to anything. If you're an athlete... And you want to get sponsored by someone, this uh, this um, sponsorship series that we made is built to kind of give you the, the, the stepping stones of how to get to where you want to get to when it comes to sponsorship. Because we know that um, when we do these type of things that we love, sponsorships help us to kind of continue forward and make those dreams happen. So make sure that you follow the right formats. And uh, my boy Scott, as well as Max, put some really cool stuff together for you guys so you guys can follow those formats from our perspective. But make sure that you do research far further than that as well. It just doesn't only exist here. It's just a piece of content that helps you along the road. You know what I'm saying? But all right, 
let's get to it. Some car news that I wanted to kind of talk about, and there's a lot of cool things going on in the car world. And uh, one of the things that I that I learned today is that um, Akio Toyota stepped down as CEO of Toyota. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That sucks. Yeah. Sucks in a sense as as the reason why I say it sucks is because this man. If you look at the grand scheme of all uh, uh, CEOs when it comes to automotive uh, automotive uh, manufacturers, it's not all of them are car enthusiasts. But a Kia Toyota was actually the definition of a car enthusiast. Why do I say that? I actually learned today that he was one of the test drivers known as his alias, which is Marizo. Marizo, right? Yeah. So. If you don't know Marizo, he that was his alias. He was actually test driving cars, and the reason why he did that is because he wanted to do the appropriate research to build us great cars. Mm-hmm. And he took that alias just so he can be in touch and in tune with when it comes to building these cars. And that's why, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, when it comes to the GR Corolla, Marizo edition, the Marizo edition was named after him because it and it's the most prestige package you can get. When it comes to completely race oriented, race oriented. Yeah. So I think it's one of those situations that is sad when you get to see someone who is it's it's an end of an era, man. You know what I mean? It's 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 someone like him stepping down makes you realize that we're in a new phase when it comes to this automotive world. You know what I mean? Uh, We just did a whole podcast before where I think it was either me or you or Scott, Mm -hmm. where he was kind of just emphasizing that he wanted to push the hybrid market. Yeah, that that was us. Yeah, that was a little bit ago. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, you know, uh, Toyota. He um, one Toyota's kind of come back on the map a little bit in terms Absolutely. of cars. Absolutely, uh, I would say their entire lineup looks good. Yes, and, and it is just overall impressive. And they kind of shed the skin of the kind of boring Toyota repeat cars. Yeah. So uh, two Toyota is the largest manufacturer for cars in the entire world. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's a huge deal that someone, you know, the, the CEO or, you know, CEO, is that what he is? CEO, yeah, CEO yeah. is stepping down from that position. And then, uh, you know, I don't know. I just feel like Twitter is getting cool again. Plus, they have the thing that we talked about with uh, how they, they want to stay in the hybrid model rather than the EV. All these things are all in line with probably his beliefs. Yes. And it's just a shame to see it go. But you just hope that the legacy lives on properly. Well, and, and, and that's the thing that, you know, you're always fearful of as a as a car enthusiast, you know, uh, that. When someone like this steps down, what is what does Toyota look like in the future? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And although, and and I emphasize this every time I come on this podcast and we talk about the EV market and what's going on and how they're pushing it and all that. I think that the model that uh, that Toyota was following, Akio was following, is the fact that he wanted to go into hybrid and then slowly creep into EV. I think that's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we have so much years built in the internal combustion and to kind of just say hey internal combustion we're, we're going all electric is the wrong thing to do in my perspective so what he was trying to do with the hybrid uh technology and kind of use that first so that we can learn a little bit more and then go into ev uh the appropriate way was the right way to do it and i hope that that continues to exist for toyota the automotive manufacturer and uh i'm optimistic just because uh, the person who um who ran GR apparently is going to be the new CEO of the company, which is kind of cool itself too. I mean, mm-hmm. GR itself, the whole, the whole lineup of what they're doing over there is obviously uh, Gazoo racing mm-hmm. is obviously something cool. So I think that they're going to continue following the footsteps of what Akio was doing. And I'm sure that they're going to do it with a lot more grace. Cause I mean, that GR Corolla and the GR Yaris and the GR 86, all those cars are extremely fire to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're one of the few lineup of cars, 
cars that keeps the car enthusiasts alive in this yep. car market uh, from you know what i mean because especially in the japanese segment where it was lacking for quite a while it feels exactly like, you know um but you, know, you you have to imagine that uh you know mr toyota he he chose a successor in a strategic manner you would hope so kind of i yes yeah you know i they, think so they, they put some guy who's a cfo or something you know some kind of number cruncher in charge. Not going to do that. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. that happens, man. You know, yeah, it does happen. You yeah. know, we've seen it a lot with these automotive manufacturers where they put someone in charge who is just a like you call it a number cruncher. I don't know. I mean, it's and just no, insane. No, no, it's true. It's <laughs> yeah. a, it, I know what you mean. It's just these people who are literally just trying to make money, you know, and just forget about the fact that there is car enthusiasts who built this whole thing. Put it together. Maybe not even car enthusiasts. There are people like my even my father. My father, like he had a Toyota Camry, and you know this. He wanted to get. He needed a new car. Yeah. And he just like I just want another Camry. Yeah. He's not a car enthusiast. He yeah. just liked the car. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of reputation to uphold, you know. And and and, and if someone doesn't have the same line of sight, that can kind of fall through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, and just like you said, at the end of the day. What you want in a CEO in general, when it comes to any company, is you want someone that cares about their people, you know. And I think Akio did that really well. He had he did the good he get, he had that good balance of like uh, building economy cars and building like something like your father would want, mm -hmm. where it's a reliable car. Toyota, if yep. you think about it, Toyota is known to be a reliable car, right. long lasting. Yep. You know what I mean? It lasts over two hundred thousand miles each car. Mm -hmm. You never you never it never comes to your mind that it's not going to last longer than that you know when it comes to honda as long as you take care Toyota, of it as long as you take care of it yeah. yeah but um and and he did that happy medium where as well as also being a car enthusiast and being able to say like yo we also have to make something for those people who want to go on the to, to push these cars to the limit he was even he had hands on pro you know hands on on the build of uh, of the new supra although a lot of people aren't a fan of the new supra just because it's a BMW-based car, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, in his lifetime, he wanted to make sure that we got that Supra once again. Right. In the end, he made it happen. He made it happen. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Although some of us aren't happy with it, me specifically, I think that car is fire. I love I that car. Bro, I think in, in the test of time that that Supra is going to live on for a long time and people are going to eventually call it one of those last of the Mohican type of cars. You know? Yeah, I, I get why people get upset about it, though, because you know people would prefer an in-house motor um, you know, designed by Toyota, especially successor to the two JZ. So, you know, I get the sound. Yes, I get it. I but get it. In the end, it's here. Yes. And it's great. Yes. Whether whether or not it's an in-house motor, it's a BMW, it's a Toyota, whatever it is, it's still a fantastic car. It's a fire car. Yeah, it's a great it's car. It's a fire car. And I think it's going to uh, stand the test of time. But again, I'm optimistic of what Toyota is going to bring to the future. Mm -hmm. I'm also optimistic of some of the, may, even if they, let's say this dude, Sato, just says, you know what, I want to go full EV. I think that Toyota still will te uh, stand the test of time when it comes to building something really cool. And uh, yeah, man, it's just one of those things that, you know. Speaking of the EV stuff, Max brought up to us the thing about uh, how they were trying to map out times with uh, living, like uh, real life living with EV vehicles during like long term trips. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, they were saying stuff like, you know, the the fast chargers and stuff like that are few and far between. So uh, if you have an EV car and you got to charge it on a long road trip or something like that, like this, this uh, you have to add on extra hour, two hours onto your trip to accommodate for charging. So th this is what they don't you don't think of. There's so much there's so little amounts of chargers out there. Yeah. So if you have to 
drive to a charger and then it's the the bays aren't empty uh-huh. you have to wait for someone to charge their car then you have to wait for them to charge and then you got to wait for you to charge yeah like these you know, people think you just stroll up and you get charging but you know there's not that many of them so if they're taken on the interstate or whatever it is you're gonna well, be there a while. My 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 assumption of all this in general at this at this point, I'm not talking about the future. At this point, if I were to, to ha- own a Tesla or own an EV at this moment and say I'm gonna go do a long trip, mm-hmm. like a, a road trip, right? It's uh, it's non-existent for me. I would never take a car. I would never take an EV on a road trip just because I already know that there is not the infrastructure when it comes to EVs does not exist yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whoever's taking these cars on long trips is is poorly planning what they're doing in their lives. But I also think that, yes, as time progresses, we have to take this into account, make sure that we're consistently building an infrastructure so that these cars can go on these long-term trips. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it doesn't even have to be for leisure. There's, there's, you know, if we want this to exist, this, this EV market to exist, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, who are doing business trips who need to go because they can't fly. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to drive a car. And if they have an EV and we don't have an infrastructure built for them, then that whole thing doesn't exist. And now you're making people lose money. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, yes, in the long term, I hope that we build more uh, charging stations. You know, I have been on trips where down like down to like the uh, Pennsylvania area and stuff like that, where Mm -hmm. you do see that they do exist. There are charges. But then you go to the next stop and they're not there. Yeah. I mean, it seems good on paper and stuff like that. But could you imagine like, you know, maybe you've been driving for six, seven hours. Yeah. And. I, you know, I would assume you have to charge somewhere in between that. But still, you've been driving a long time and like you really just want to get to your destination. You're running on low battery uh-huh. and you're just like, I got to charge for the last 30 miles. Like I have to charge. And you just yeah. you're, you're so close. Say you're potentially an hour away, 45 minutes away. And you're just like, you know what? Now I got to plug in and sit here for another 45 minutes. Yeah. And now imagine that. Now imagine you get there and they're not open. And, well, and you got to wait even longer. And that's the same reason why I don't have. Look at the, like, yeah, like lines like this at the charging bays, like that. I'm sure they deal with that in California all oh, the time. 100%. You know, well, I mean, especially you know California people. You know, no disrespect, my Cali people, but <laughs> you guys are very woke. You know, with all love. You know, I get it. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like that's that's just the truth. Right now, this is the reason why EV cars are not in my vicinity of how I function because a lot of the cars that I have specifically my daily I buy it for function I buy it to get from A to B you know if I want to go on a trip somewhere I you know my internal combustion car can get filled up with gas when I need it to be I, I think I would like like a little like a like a new innovation of the smart car like a, a ridiculous half car two-seater yeah. and just like charge it from your outlet in your house well so that and, and, <laughs> and that's short short commutes to work and stuff like that if that, if that applies to you yes that'd be so, cool as a secondary car right now, yes, I would get an EV. I, I think uh, you I need a little one, though. Like something, something that wouldn't, like, you know, I don't know. J- just for me. It's only yeah. me driving it. Yeah, you can't get it, in. No yeah. one else gets no in. No one else. It's just my personal thing to save some money on. I drive around casually, and then I have a car. It's on the like, weekend. Jen, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, Emily, you know what? This is my shit. Get out of here, bro. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, I get it. I get it. It should be something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, but the smart car is a piece of junk, so, you know. Yeah, bro. But yeah, that's that's exciting stuff. Yeah, I think yes, I think the infrastructure is just not there yet. But hopefully, down the line, 
it's what's something that we build on. It's something that we get to do. You know, I think the EV market is a very interesting type of thing. Not for car enthusiasts as well, just because I love, you know, as a car person, I love when not just not me, but in general, when you're able to pull apart things, create new things, make aftermarket parts for it. All of a sudden, now you have a new car that you're building. Like a lot of these guys, like our, our last car anatomy, my boy, uh, Kendall Samuels is literally, that's not an STI anymore. That's a supercar, bro. This man has an 800 horsepower STI. I mean, I would love to see that when it comes to the EV market, that someone does that with a Tesla or a Rivian or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden now we're pushing these cars to the limit, you know, making them less heavier, you know, things like that, that we figure out in the, in the car enthusiast world as engineers, because there's so many engineers in the car market and we're consistently making better and, uh, and more innovative things. But we have to start with an infrastructure where we can charge these motherfuckers. Because if we don't have that, we ain't going nowhere, bro, with these these cars. You know what I mean? Looking at the videos on the screen, it must just be so funny to be amongst a crowd of people and just like quiet, super fast car going 160 miles an hour. Just It's like one of those silent farts. Yeah, you know? yeah. It just swings by you. It like, kind of takes away from the excitement a little bit, the lack of sound. Yeah. But, oh, um, yeah. You know what's funny? Travis Reeder mm -hmm. in Formula Drift used to have... Uh, uh, Chevy Z Z Z01 or something. Uh, Z06? Z06. Okay. But it was electric. So it literally all you heard was. Dang. Like it was like so kind of like not the move, you know, because when you go to drift, if any of you ever been to a drift event, you go there for the experience. You go mm -hmm. for your chest to be rattled, you know what I mean? Or the smoke to hit you in the face. When this man was driving this car, although he was doing a great job with the car, there was no excitement to it. It literally took... If I saw a bunch of electric cars drifting, I would. that would be the time where I would go to the bathroom or grab a beer, you know what I mean? Like It's like watching a movie with no sound. Literally, <laughs> yeah. literally. I mean, it's cool, you know, but I think, you know, that's what we've been talking about when it came to the... the uh, what was it the the uh, the Chevy the 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 pod, we did the podcast about the Chevy uh, Corvette the mm, new right, one right. you know what I mean I e even though the E Ray even though I I think it's weird to add noises to cars wow, now I see it is this now true? I understand that when you see that the the Lucid and the I'm Tesla smoking a Bugatti I'm telling you bro I'm telling you the innovation for these things is insane instant and power delivery right that's what it's all about. That's what, that's what I'm trying to... These, these cars are no oh, joke. The, the Bugatti's coming back. There you go. That's torque right there. But And, and I'm excited for it. Don't get it twisted. Bro, see? Why do they got to do all that? You know? I mean, this, this, car this is, is like the commercial. The, the You know, it's a horrible commercial. It's very hard-hidden. Do, do you guys remember the commercial with the uh, uh, always wear your seatbelt type of thing and they do that? No. Oh, do you never see the, the, the guy... Um, they, they go to an intersection, the guy's speeding, and right before the accident, it pauses, and they get out of the car, and they're just like, he's like, don't do this, man. I got kids at home or something. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's too late. And they both get back in their cars, and the cars collide. It's like a really hard-hitting uh, commercial to wear your seatbelt. That that was just like that. That's where they got that from, I guarantee it. All right, way to bring I mean, it down there. I didn't bring it down. It's like, it's like, <laughs> this is it. Well, no, that, that's not it, but... Well, that's even scarier. That's even scarier. But no, the other commercial, it's a really good commercial. That's great well, marketing. This is a this is a perfect segment for the next conversation I want to have, <laughs> which is traffic cameras in New York are listening for illegal sounds right. when it comes to vehicles. That's crazy stuff, man. Yeah. So basically, we, we read this article right here that's up on the screen. And, and basically what it is that they don't want to divert, uh, 
I don't know, I guess police attention to, to yeah. stopping loud vehicles. So they're going to do an automated system based on sound to give people tickets. So bear with me because this is all stuff I've written down from reading this article as well and some of the things that I've learned. So, the, you know, these are traffic cameras that are going to have sound meters. Now, the fines that you can get for for violating these the sound, whatever the hell it is, uh, can go up to two thousand six hundred twenty-five dollars. It's crazy. You know what I mean? These are for loud bikes and cars. So basically, these these uh, traffic cameras are going to be able to sense the loudness of your exhaust or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And if it's too loud, if it's deemed to be too loud, the city of New York is going to send you a ticket and say you have to pay for this, and it's going to be now more expensive. And the reason why they're doing this is because the laws that we have in place now. A lot of these police officers in the road don't give a crap. You know what I'm saying? They have bigger fish to fry. Well, everyone, you know? everyone's got loud. There's there's tons of loud exhaust in motorcycles and dirt bikes in New York City. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's hard to to keep a track of everyone. But what I don't get about this system is that, like, a speeding ca- a speeding camera or a red light camera, you know how that works. The camera is positioned in a spot where if you do one or the other, it takes a photo of your car. Yeah. If it's going off a of sound, are they going to have to link up? sound and a camera in position so like if you drive by the microphone or whatever picks up on the sound and then it goes off in decibel rating is there a camera further forward that will definitely catch that particular car because how are they going to know what car set it off bro that's what, what if you have two cars right next to each other and one's loud as hell and the other one is a, a ev it's discrimination bro. <laughs> it's going to be like oh that's a dodge charger He's getting the ticket, and right. then all you realize it was actually the the, the, the old Alon- cord, the, yeah, yeah, the old cord that had or straight straight pipe stenata or something. Now there's gonna be like t-shirts, like you know what I'm saying, like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Man. But this is the one thing that I was talking to with with when we were previously talking about this. Look, I get it, I get it. People live in these c- these cities, they sleep and all that. But you have to understand, New York. City is very small. When you choose to move into a condensed location, what do you say? It's very small. Yeah, it's it's small. In small comparison to like it's a second the grand big... scheme of the land of the world, my bro. Oh, okay, but <laughs> yeah, grand scheme of the land of the world is the second biggest city in the country. Uh, yes, but it's it, and I get, but I'm saying populate. Look, at the end, yes, population is big there and all that. But the thing is, is when you come to move to New York, you don't sit there and say, I want to live in a quiet city. Right. No, you're moving to a condensed location where it's the biggest city in the world. I'm talking about like like most known city in the world. It's the Mecca Argu- of the world. I arguably, would say arguably is a Mecca of the world. Top five. It's not the Mecca of the world? What's uh, more famous than New York City? I don't know. Bangkok? Like what, what do we got here, bro? Dubai? Like, I don't Dubai? know. No way, bro. Like New York is the center of the world. It's just, I would say that. And Earth is the center of the solar system. All right. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, is when you come and move to New York, you know, you, the fact that you're complaining about noise is insane to me. Every time I go into New York City, all I hear is, and I, and I, and I promised myself I would make this noise, all you hear is sirens, like, <laughs> like it's consistent. New York City is just a loud place. Can we go so one more of those? Huh? We there we go. When you move to New York, bro, <laughs> and you're complaining about sound, it's like, why did you move there in the first place? Move the hell out. Go to Long Island, where I live, bro, where it's quiet. I like where I live. I purposely you tell live everyone to go to Long Island, then they're all gonna come and talk and be quiet anymore. 
That's, well, how, that, that's, how, that's how this works. Sure, well, you know, it's, that's devil's advocate here, bro. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it's like, yo, you want to get less complaints. You got to move around. Go If you don't want to come to Long Island, let's, the, let's r- not. The real answer is everyone should continue to move to L.A. Vermont. <laughs> bro, go anywhere, bro. Go to freaking uh, uh, Max's favorite place. What is it? Idaho. Idaho. Well, this no, man talks get, about that. He's going to get mad at us for blowing it up. Yo, he, he's just like, yo, don't tell anybody yeah, like, you about can't it. Tell you, know, anyone, the, you can't tell anyone he about Idaho. the gem of the world. <laughs> Idaho's the best. Like, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yo, there's so many beautiful places around the United States. For people to be complaining about sound in the most condensed, most popular city in the world, to me, is insane. To me. And the fact that we actually have to have these type of arguments. Like, like there's literally something that's called the Stop Loud and Excessive Exhaust Pollution Act. Sleep Act. The Sleep Act. It's insane, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, so at the end of the article that we we're that they're talking about the the sound tickets is uh, a person that's going to petition not to enforce this for not because he wants to have a loud thing and be a you know a menace to society, but he was saying that for for you know bike riders, motorcycle riders, that yes, you know, the, the loud noise saves lives, and that's yes. true. How many times have you like? I mean, come on, everyone drives crazy in New York. Yep. So. How many times have you ever seen a motorcycle come, heard a, mo- yep. a motorcycle coming, and you know not to switch lanes right then yep. because you know they're coming and they're going to pass by yep. and they're going to be out of your life in, in half a second? Yep. You know? So if, if that guy wasn't able to have that kind of volume of noise, you wouldn't know that's happening. You Probably more accidents would probably occur. Yeah. So he's concerned for his safety, and I th- he says it's a prevention for you know accidents, and I think it's a really good point. I think there's so many sides to this. I think at the end of the day, it comes to just, you know, now remember the, these, these, uh, the, what was I going to say? My ideologies doesn't always co-align with what's going on in Koenig. So don't take my word as Koenig's words. What I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, sometimes it's a political thing and I think they're just trying to get more money out of us. Yes, I said it. What's up? Mic drop. Well, yeah, I mean, New York, <laughs> New York gives out tickets like it's taxes, you know, so. Yeah, man, but. it's just crazy. I think it's just cr- like, and, and that's just goes least into m- what happened to me personally, which I was telling these guys about. You know, it's funny. So Philly is about, for those who don't know, Philly is about an hour, an hour and a half, an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, depending on traffic from New York City. You know, um, so I go there every so often for, you know, visiting friends or whatever, whatnot. And, bro, I'm going to tell you this. So I parked at a place where there was the sign that said that it was a, what was it, a handicap uh, parking spot was not, I couldn't tell. And 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 one of the things I try to be is very honest about some of the things that I, I deal with, you know what I mean? So I looked around. I was like, all right, it seems like I could park here. Apparently, there was another sign. There was a sign, but it was faced the other direction, so I didn't see it. But basically, I come back to my car. My car's gone. Car's completely gone. You know, it got towed. I'm I'm sitting there like, what the hell? What happened to my car? Even the the pedestrians of the, the, uh, Philly, Philadelphia, were like, yo, man, we tried to stop them. It's just how Philadelphia is. They're really bad about traffic stuff over here and whatnot. So I'm like, whatever. The end of the day, it happens. I'm a, I, I understand as a citizen of the world that things, these things happen. I'm willing to pay to get my car out of this situation because I am a citizen of the world or the United States in this, in this juncture. So I go to get pick up my car, bro. 
Literally, it cost me about $475 just because I parked in a handicapped spot. To me, that is insane that it costs that much money. Uh, God, you know, imagine the person who doesn't have that type of money. Now, all of a sudden, you're living in Philly. <laughs> Bro, you're, you're going to live in Philly. That's it. You're living in Philly for the next couple until you can raise that money. Or you're taking a bus. I don't know what the hell they want job. you to do. You got to get a job in Philly. <laughs> like, look, I'm all for... Reform. I'm all for not reform, for uh, what is it like, like uh, paying for things that you need to, you know, like uh, things that you've done wrong, whatever the hell, you know, for tickets and stuff like that, so so that it supports the city and all that. But sometimes, man, sometimes I feel like these cities take advantage of what we're doing as a normal person, the advantage of the working man. You know what I mean? And it just sucks. You know what I mean? It sucks that we have to deal with these certain situations. Back to, i.e., this the loud noise situation. You live in a large city, of course there's going to be loud noises. Like this, what, this doesn't apply apply to, this loud noise doesn't apply to the countless amount of, of police sirens and, and, uh, and, 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 and uh, uh, what are the, the emergency, uh, what is it? Where they pick up the people and then put them in there when they're hurt. Ambulance? Ambulance. There you go. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, like, this doesn't apply to them. Bro, that's all I ever hear when I go in the city yeah. is those sounds. You know what I mean? So, But it doesn't apply to them. Well, it but literally, it, applies. It, it literally doesn't apply to them. It, it, yeah. That's what I'm saying, which is it's fair. I get it. They're doing the job. But at the end of the day, I hear that more than I hear loud cars yeah. in the city. Yeah, I think it's a shame, though, because I think a lot of the complaints, you, you know, you can't drive really fast throughout the city i mean people do but like the city's so condensed that like literally you can't drive that fast oh no without hitting traffic in a quarter mile uh, exactly so, like you know when people are complaining about the loud noise i know for sure what it's about it's, yeah. it's about the the group the groups of people who go around on the dirt bikes yep. and the atvs and stuff like that and those things are loud oh loud like yeah. like super loud and now people would maybe a slightly modified exhaust or just maybe like you were saying like even even a car like the elantra n that has a stock uh a stock exhaust that has some sound to it even those cars can get lumped in with the the crazy people the dirt bikes and stuff like that i mean the sound is not the same it's not the same kind of uh i don't know nuisance yeah i don't know but yeah. now it's all getting lumped together yeah and uh, but it, it is what it is. It's just it, just like you said. We deal with. We have to deal with the consequences. I don't know how real this is. You know what I mean. Obviously, it's an article. Yeah. Uh, things that may be happening or maybe not be happening. You know, I noticed that a lot. You know what I mean when it comes to automotive news that it's just something that is in conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, at the end of the day, it is just disheartening to see that the conversation is even happening. You know, at the but maybe there is a, a, a an in between. And how we can fix those certain types of situations, and and yeah, that's my my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But uh, on to the next. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another Behind the Wheel podcast, where you get to hear me and my boy Rich just rant about stuff that's going on in the world, mm -hmm. as well as tell you what's going on here at Koenig. Uh, make sure to tune in every Wednesday here where we have a new podcast where we talk about new things. Maybe we have a guest on. Maybe we're doing some wheel giveaways. Who knows? Also, make sure to tune in at 2 p.m. Eastern time where we go live on our Instagram. And uh, basically, we just answer any of the questions that you have. If you have a question about uh, wheels, we answer. If you have a question about uh, uh Akio, we'll answer it there because we don't really know anything, but we'll give you the best of our knowledge of what we know. Uh, and yeah, 
just make sure to tune in on there. Friday content. And then on Friday, we drop a piece of content every Friday uh, where it's something car-related when it comes has to do with Koenig and all that stuff. So, yeah, make sure to subscribe, and uh, we'll see you there. But thank you guys so much. Have a good one, and have a happy Wednesday. Peace. Take care.